0: G'day listeners and welcome to the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and those who are going to give you value in your draft Keeper Leagues, at least for future seasons, Kays, because uh, that's the end of season 2020. Where do I look You You are like a happy man. Uh, to straight at the my camera flag. Mate. All right, so this is new, half. You know <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. So for those who are only listening to the podcast and uh, aren't on the visual medium, we're actually stra- uh, streaming this to our Facebook page using a few different uh, gadgets and things like that, and a few different uh, yeah special um, features and effects for the uh, listeners or the viewers on there at Facebook. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, get stuck into it, Kays. Uh, so it was an eventful weekend. Um, so we had our, uh, I guess our. Grand final, um, the who cares cuff, I like to call it because I, I lost it, obviously. <laughs> uh, but for the uh, podcasters league, not our home league. And uh, yeah, so you want to take us through what happened in that case? Uh, basically, I was underwhelming. Uh, I was I was no chance. I was the underdog. Um Hef was going to win by a country mile. I think he finished top comfortably. I was just making up numbers this season. Uh, but obviously, my boys guts it through. Um, I'd like to give a big shout-out to my uh, captain, Lockie Hunter, this week. Went 119, really delivered for the team. Uh, led also by Lockie Whitfield, 113. Jai Simpkin back from the dead with 100. Uh, Dan Houston put in a real last-ditch effort to uh, get the... Um, what's it called, Michael Tuck medal or whatever it is. Oh, what is it? Was it an LA? Smith, I don't know, what it, I don't is, know what it should be called. Yeah. Something, but he put 107. Maybe you can name it after him and, now. And uh, even Ed Langdon probably just, uh, yeah, delivered on what I didn't think he could do and put out 106 in the big game. But uh, I ran out comfortable winners in the end by, wow, 212 points. I okay, have absolutely smacked. 1338 yeah. to 1550. So, uh, yeah, party time. My team completely laid an egg on grand final day like it did in the prelim in our home league as well. So, not having the best run in uh, ultimate footy. Speaking about home league, though, we should touch on the fact that it was another Cinderella story in that leg. So, yeah. uh, the won't team- delve, Won't delve too much into it because our listeners probably don't care. Yeah, but, but. I know, it was just it's good when, like, the evil team who, you know, yeah. uh, screws over everyone in trades, especially me, yeah. uh, was fancied. Everyone was like, Tom cannot lose this year's flag. And then Pugs just does what he does. And uh, his team delivered on the on the big day, 1505 to 1447, so... Yep. So, Good to see the underdog get up in that one. It was Good a well. real double celebration weekend yeah. for me. So uh, how many uh, Remedy kombuchas did you drink in celebration uh, over the week or over the Sunday night? After um, you won- well, Monday I've been night. talking to Remedy about like a full, you know, magnum-sized bottle for next year well, so just, we can like, actually like it shake out. it like style. um <laughs> Like, uh, what's it called? In the Grand, Grand Prix style thing. Yeah. So uh, we're going to work with Remedy about that next year to yeah, really get, sure. you know, be the celebration drink of uh, fantasy football. Speaking of Remedy, we're listening to the, uh, sorry, we're drinking the Raspberry Lemonade tonight. For those on the stream, I'm holding it up so you can have a look at that one. The pink label, Kaze is about to crack ears and have a swig. Give it a we give it another taste test, even though he's had it a hundred times. But it's, how uh, is it, it's Kaze? A it's a good one. It's, it's probably top five for me. Apparently it's one of their best sellers. I was talking to our Remedy rep uh, during the week. And uh, yeah, it's one of their Best sellers up there with a the cherry plum which we haven't tried yet so remedy <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get stuck into the round rewind uh, just letting you know we've got some t-shirts so uh, they're hanging up behind us here uh, 35 bucks a pop uh, if you want to grab one of those off the website you can and uh, make sure you're ready for summer it's a uh, cold wintry night and later I'm mm. wearing a t-shirt just so I can uh just so I can wrap it on the on the video here, but that's how good these t-shirts are. They're warm, but they're also cold. They're comfy, and no, I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. A t-shirt anyway, for all seasons is what you're, you're trying to say. Exactly. That's why you should probably get one. All right, guys, let's get stuck into the round rewind. <laughs> Alright, into the round, rewind now So the final one of the season So we're just going to go through all of the games on the weekend And anyone who might be relevant for Keeper League's next season will bring up Uh, I had a look at the first game And that was uh, North Melbourne versus West Coast So first guy I'm going to have a chat about is Luke davies Uniac. He had 59 points, uh, 25 touches and 17 handballs That's an absolute killer case don't like that. If have yep. 24 tights and have 17 handballs, like, you, you, you should be better than that. You obviously don't know how to fantasy. Um, look, the the good side of that is though he's firmly planted his place in the north midfield i think going forward um really interested to see what he can do from here because i think there's going to be a real change in the guard at north melbourne with uh, all the cuts and all that sort of stuff as well so i think he could be one of the beneficiaries of all that of course you got ben Cunnington coming back and you know next season or if he's not injured but there might be a few other players that uh, leave, leaving you know so he could really cement his spot in that side so he's one i like the look of case well obviously with uh, would they delist 11 ben browns gone they want to get yeah. rid of Jared Polek so you know yes he's still got to kind of get his spot off a, a better player you know, even Sean Higgins is apparently tempted to leave so like yeah. it could be a genuine clean out so they might even be back to almost um, crows of this year where they're just giving every young kid a run um, which is really really good signs for LDU kind of coming into his third fourth year yeah god it's not gonna be pretty for north but we won't oh, touch no. on that hopefully it's alright for fantasy yeah um, We'll move on to some West Coast players because, as usual, uh, North Melbourne were absolutely trash. But uh, Jackson Nelson, he had 92 points uh, and he was playing in defence. So he had 22 disposals, uh, 19 by foot, a disposal efficiency of 86, which is pretty hot case. Um, that's going to keep your spot on the side if you keep performing like that. But look, he's averaging 58.2 this season. He's coming along nicely. He's probably going to take Hearn's role full-time eventually. could even be next year, really. Who knows what's going to happen after you know teams are out of finals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Could be pretty interesting uh, to see what happens there. Uh, Liam Ryan hit 71 points and after having zero in the first quarter, he ended up with 15 touches, four marks and two goals. So, he's averaging 73.4 from his last five games case. So, we keep 16 keepers. Mm-hmm. Is he capable? Well, he's uh, up for All-Australian selection tonight. He's had one hell of a year. All-Australian doesn't also mean fantasy. I though. know, but like that just shows <laughs> how good a football he's playing. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't always correlate to good scores, but you know sometimes you worry about you know, longevity of some of these, the kind of smaller forward players and that kind of thing. But he's in ripping form. Do you keep him? He's on the borderline. I think we could almost do a whole pod on, you know, where people are keeper wise. We should be do one sure called the, the borderline. We should do the borderline, the borderline episode coming <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, soon. But uh, I don't think you could. I don't think you could. Nah, he's in my side. I can't actually keep him because he's, um, we, he was picked up in a mid season draft, but uh, we put our mid season players back in the pool for the following years. But even if he was, I don't think I'd be able to find room for him. Close, though. So. Oscar Allen, he had 55 points and uh, 10 disposals at 82%. So that's uh, pretty handy as well. Kick three goals. Um, look, he's, I, reckon, I don't think there's too much to get excited about until someone like Kennedy retires because then you've, you've got a full-time forward spot up for grabs. But he's going to get that backup ruck roll, which is super handy. But at the moment, like Bailey Williams was playing last week, so he wasn't really getting that backup ruck roll. So you really have to monitor what happens there with uh, Bailey Williams and how they go in their ruck setup before you uh, yeah, can get too excited about this guy. Anyway, we'll move on to St Kilda versus Greater Western Sydney. So, first player is uh, Daniel Lloyd, who had a good game. He had 80 points. He was playing up forward, but... He seemed like he was everywhere, Case. He was just kind of, you know, running around the ground, getting touches off the halfback, laying tackles, doing all different types of things. Um, look, he hit the goal, had 17 touches. He was the, he just felt like he was the only one out there trying for GWS. So, hopefully that holds him in good stead for, like, coming years. He can, uh, yeah, keep uh, playing this well, um, or he gets more opportunity from uh, Leon Cameron there. But, look, his high score for the season was this game. So... He's only averaging 47.1 this season, so he's not really one I'm getting excited about at all. But he showed some signs that he can actually score, just needs to do it consistently. Don't know if he will. Uh that coming? So he had 67 points, and he was a late in for De Boer, um, playing a defence. He had 16 touches and eight marks. And he was taking kickouts too. So big watch for next year. You reckon, K? Do you reckon he uh, could be a permanent fixture in the GWS lineup next year? Well, yeah. Obviously, we see uh, Zach Williams leave the club as well. Uh, he shores 50-50 whether he goes on. Um, you know, um, I reckon there's some opportunity there for him if if he's good enough. Um, he's always been pretty highly touted there, so definitely one who I'd have on my monitor list heading into next pre-season. For sure. I'll move on to some Saints players. So Brad Hill had 70 points playing on a wing. Uh, So he had a second half of the season that was really, really good from him. He's only averaging uh, 58 points this season, but I reckon he's one you could probably buy low on, uh, especially in pre-season trade periods and stuff like that, especially if people, you know, somebody has got him who's down the bottom of the ladder have like really tuned out the last half of the season. Uh, He could be one you get pretty cheaply. So he might be a good trade target come uh, whenever your trade period starts. Uh, Paddy Wright had 61 points, and he was a number one ruck with Marshall uh, dominating up forward. Marshall had something stupid in terms of, uh, I think he had like something like fifty points in a quarter. It was dumb, but anyway, uh, look, Patty Ryder. He could be handy for a, um, a ruck if you were desperate next season. Probably not someone you'd want to keep, but you know, thinking that as well though, it could be his last year next season as well. And you see these older blokes; they can go downhill. Pretty quick, aren't they? Mm. So, just one to think about. Like, if he's actually playing and rucking next season, like someone you might look at really late in the draft and could fill a ruck hole if you really need one, or probably a good backup as well. Because if your main ruck goes down, you don't really have anyone to replace him. He's probably a good one to have, but uh, not one you'd keep. And he's a bit risky going forward. Definitely not a keeper, but uh, ruck forward status next year, I think he could be just handy, uh, especially for those teams contending for a flag. For sure. Uh, Seb Ross had 59 points and probably did enough for himself Ooh, to earn a keeper. Because- In my uh, home league So Uh the end of the season I know he didn't go huge but uh, he actually uh, you know put up some decent you know 60s and 70s and stuff like that so that's probably good enough to kind of give him one more roll of the dice but he's definitely unnoticed he's entering the last year of his contract with my team that's for sure <laughs> performance based contract <laughs> absolutely yeah, good cool. that's what you got to get him alright let's move on to Essendon versus Melbourne uh, Essendon versus Melbourne full disclaimer I did not watch a second of this Uh <laughs> your teammate? what's yeah, going on I was watching uh, the Mighty Walk of Your Cats oh, uh, make their way into a grand I'll final this weekend so good luck to the Boys on Saturday, but uh, yes, uh, obviously by the scoreline, pretty happy I didn't watch it. Um, just a couple note people to pick out, I suppose, uh, Tommy Cutler, 74 points, he is a beautiful, beautiful tease. You know, he's in my list and I suppose he's been one of those uh, conundrum players, I suppose, for a lot of coaches this year. Him pulling out a 74 in his final game is just not what we wanted to see. Uh, wasn't easy, Cole, but uh, potentially you're going to have to spend a few months contemplating keeping him. Look, I'm probably worried about his... Um, his position in 2021. Like, does, is he someone that, uh, Benny Rutten likes? I think it's going to be a question for a few, uh, Essendon players. Is he going to be in the new coaches game plan? But the other thing, if, um, you know, we know, McConnell McKenna's gone, Adam Sard's apparently leaving, opens up a few halfback flank spots, which is probably Cutler's best uh, position. So, risky risky keeper but uh one to monitor just kind of see where he goes um come pre-season next year Essendon could be a bit of a breeding ground for fantasy over the next few years because they're gonna be trash they're gonna be blooding a few different players and we might see some players come up through the ranks one to watch, team to watch, I reckon, next preseason. It could be giving opportunities to a lot of uh, guys that may be draftable next season. Just one to come out of nowhere, I think. Someone like a colour. Uh, Dev Smith, he had 60, uh, as I touched him before. No McKenna, no Sard. potentially next year. I think his back status is all but confirmed. Uh, he's been playing along that half back line the the last kind of couple months, I suppose. So that's all you need to know. Um, look, he hasn't really put together the scores that he had a couple years ago, and he was one of the best forwards in the game. But look, he's got a very, very high floor. Um, and And really, he's been a 70 BCV every week. So, if he does get that back status, he's just a a lock and load every game of the week to get him into that um, you know, into your back line so he's one I'd be targeting if you do need some defenders Uh, might be one that you could get off cheap somebody may not have been paying attention and and knowing that he loses that forward status Uh, Stevie May uh, premiership player on the weekend well done Stevie he had 84 robbed of an All-Australian selection too so uh, just make sure you don't rob him of a a keeper league spot in your side (laughs) because he is good I've been kind of touting him up uh, all year he's delivering he's 28 years old yes but uh, honestly I think His year he's put together this year is just a start of what's to come for 2021. Uh, One I will be keeping for sure. He's just uh, solid as he comes at Backman to the crows and Richmond game uh, did crouch a bit of this uh, lucky show had 72 points uh, backed up his rising star Rob game with another good game good to see him get the uh, the nod for the rising star anyway uh, not in touches through that wing and half back line I think from uh, all the crows youngsters he's probably one that you can follow with the most confidence um, looks really good uh, the crows like the ball in his hands he'll just tidy a few things up he'll get a bit of uh, size on his body and just tidy up his kicking a bit and I think he's going to be a very very good distributor um, for a long time it's on that close be back line, highly sought after in drafts next year, he'll oh, yeah. go early. I think big time. Yeah, uh, where would you take him though? That's the big question. Do you want, he's one of those risky guys you don't want to go too early on. If your team shit, you can go early. I think on this guy, um, especially if he keeps defender status. I don't think he will because he's pretty firmly planted on the wing. But. Uh, yeah, I think if you shit, you could probably go all right with him, go early with him. If not, I reckon you'd still probably take him third, fourth round in a sixteenth uh, man keeper. Yeah, I, I was thinking around third yeah. or fourth round for yeah. sure. I think that's fair enough. Uh, Rory Sloan had 64, uh, averaged 60 this season. So, look, he only played the 12 games. Um, and while he does turn 31 next year, he had his injury issues in 2020. But for me, I reckon he's a massive buy, uh, buy, uh, bounce back or buy low target come yeah. this preseason. So he's B2P at the moment. He's BTP, yeah, Yeah, because just look, 60 average, that's what, a 72, 75 BCV, so he's well and truly in that. And look, I'm happy to give him a leave pass. It's been a horrible year for the Crows, um, had his injury issues, but I think he might be one that people are going to be happy to farm off for not too much. So, if you're contending next year, he's one I would uh, be looking at very, very heavily to get into your side. Another one that is keeping... Uh, fantasy coaches up at night, a.k.a. me, is Jack Graham, 76. Um, look, his best is great, but his worst is very, very average. And uh, look, this season's been a real roller coaster for Graham. So look, he had 22 touches and a 76-point game, which was an equal PB for this season. So almost pushing the ton, which is good to see BCV. But um, look, the value's always been in his tackling. When his tackling numbers are up, his scores are really good. So we saw him lay like eight tackles on the weekend. There's been plenty of talk about him going to a new club, whether yeah. it's the Crows or potentially Essendon. Something, and I think if he does, that makes him a keeper because he's going to get that opportunity that he's kind of been starved of a lot at Richmond. He kind of comes in and just plays a bit role for the side, which is um, you know good for him because he's probably on the way to another flag. But keeper, you know, um, career-wise and, and fantasy-wise, I'd love to see him at another club. Um, he'll be definitely uh, a keeper in my books if he can find a new club. Uh, Lastly, Kane Lambert, 90 points from him. Another Premiership player. Well done, Kane. Tip of the cap. Uh, Look, he's had another down year, um, 63, um, which is around that just below uh, 80, so around 75, 78 kind of uh, BCV number this year. And he's kind of come off three straight years of scores in the 80s. Now, his uh, average looks good, but his consistency has been really poor this year. So he's had six of his 16 games, uh, 40s or lower. So... He's 28. Um, a bit of a real coin toss decision for me. Like, if he loses his forward status, I think he loses a lot of value. If he can hold forward status in, I think, 2020, where we'll see a lot less guys retain it, he could be one to uh, to, to keep, I should say. So, minus well him over the preseason. But, uh, yeah, a bit of a risky keeper proposition for me next year is uh, Kane Lambert. Yeah, he pops up with some big scores here and there, but can do fuck all as well. So, um, interesting one. Some tough decisions for coaches to be made out there, I think. Uh, we'll move on to Brisbane versus Carlton. So, uh, Callum here has 73 points and he was playing defense. Uh, he took 10 marks and a lot of them were intercept marks as well. And on a wet night, I thought this was pretty impressive. Um, look, up and down of season. Don't know if you can take too much out of this, but it's just one of those games where you've kind of, you just pull him out of the bin. You know what I mean? You uh, had him in there, never again type thing And you go, oh, maybe he can play I'll watch him over the pre-season next year, see yeah. how he goes Because he has kind of, um, you know, he's best 22 He's probably going to play in a final series And so he'll keep getting opportunity Hopefully he develops and turns into something half decent But I don't know, if he's anything like his brother, he might not be any good yeah. uh, Cam Rayner, hit 71 points And I reckon he's shown enough to keep this year He's going to keep improving and keep forward status More importantly, You'd, I never, I'm never, i never going to see him I don't think you're going to see him just be a sole midfielder So... Only averaging 54 this season, but that's a 68. BCV I reckon he's got the potential to keep and hold on to what do you think uh, he has to keep forward status definitely I just don't know where he's going to get a massive bump from like his scores have been okay like where's yeah. he going to get a real big bump I can't see him you know jumping into that Brisbane midfield anytime soon either. I can just see him maturing like a bit more and just kind of having a bit more now to find the ball um, and yeah just someone like uh, I guess someone like a Robbie Gray who just finds the ball up forward you know what mm-hmm. I mean yep. um, I can just see him doing that and not jumping to be a 100 plus average or anything like that but could be an 80 plus average as a forward I think and. That's yep. definitely Keepable Definitely um, Move on to Brandon stasovic So he has 64 points uh, 16 disposals 12 by foot He also had five marks As well So Brandon stasovic Is a bit funny Because he sh- kind of Shows the makings Like he kind of Looks like a fantasy Player from time to time But he's put up Some absolute stinkers This year But he keeps getting Put in the side Because he's just A good user of the ball He had 84% uh, Disposal efficiency In this game So he'll just keep Getting opportunities Like there was times This year he should Have been dropped Like he played that Poorly the week before or just barely got a touch And all uh, my fags just picking him each week so he's going to keep getting op- opportunities A coach's favorite so even if you know he doesn't turn out to be a fantasy star or anything like that he's one of those players that you can pick and just having your emergencies because you know he's going to get a game each week because it's always always important like you see a lot of keeper league teams that can struggle to get a park on the side but a team on the park sorry mm. on the uh, by the end of the year so he's one that'll play each week at least so he's someone to think about late in drafts next year i think as well uh, moving on to some Carlton players, so uh, Matthew Kennedy, he had eighty-seven points. He was a top scorer for Carlton. So, wow, for a lot of people, he was a mid-season draft pickup because he was injured for the first half. It was so bad last year, he went undrafted basically in a lot of leagues. Did in our league anyway. So, I picked him up mid-season draft this year actually, and with the four status, you know, it's just, it was just so handy to have him. So he had twenty-three touches and four tackles just on that four status. He's going to lose it next season but I think it would develop given opportunity like again never not going to be a 100 plus averager but you know a BCV 90 high 80s type I think which for your last midfield spot you need guys like him in and five you can, M6 if he's playing each yeah. week I think that's just what he needs to tidy up it's yeah. just that consistency in getting a game and you can always pick guys like this up in the draft. Like mm. Usually first or second oh, yeah. round, they're going to be there. So it would be interesting to see where he goes next season, actually. Uh, David Cunningham, uh, he had 84 points playing on the wing. Um, had nine tackles for the game. So that was a big scoring bump for him. Another one that's been up and down. You've watched him mm. pretty closely, Case, don't you? I have. He's in my side. Look, he's unkeepable just because he's he's had some really good scores, like on the weekend, and he had that big you know, best on ground game earlier in the year when I thought he might be breaking out. But apart from that, he's kind of had uh, too few and far between. So I think he kind of goes back into the Uh, We want to kind of monitor where Carlton Sider is next year because he's kind of one who I think has the potential to be a really good B22 player, but um, just hasn't always shown it each week. All right, Sam Piotrowski-Seaton, he had 77 points, uh, 15 kicks and two handles, so a really good ratio there. It's just good to see him return to some uh, good form late season. Definitely worth keeping next season if you've got room for him. I think you could do a lot worse than Sam Piotrowski-Seaton. Well, and, Cade Simpson out yeah, exactly. uh, helps. I know Nick Newman comes back, but... Yeah, Newman will take a while to come back, though, as well, so hopefully he gets him a good start uh, of next season. Plus, is just not what he used to be as well, so hopefully he just sees a bit of a bump there as well. Uh, Mark Pittner, he had 68 points, and he had a good showing, 29 hitouts. pretty dominant performance really um playing against uh brisbane but like up against steph martin who hadn't been for a while um so yeah interesting to see there but um look i think he will just keep deconing owners guessing like a few weeks ago i was just thinking deconing is the future um you don't have to worry about anyone else he'll be number one Rutman at carlton next uh, year after this game i'm not so sure again so um yeah i think you have to handcuff the two mm-hmm. of them which is Beats super up. annoying yep. because they if you don't handcuff If you don't have both of them in your keepers, you're going to have to take one pretty early, I think because one of them is probably going to go pretty early just to that person in your league and there's always one that just doesn't have a ruck mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of annoying if you've got De Koning or Pitney because you're going to have to probably take both of them or keep both of them but I think he might be onto a winner with one of them at least at some stage so hopefully one becomes a serviceable ruckman uh, Tom Williamson uh, set points playing more of a wing this week as opposed to the halfback as he's listed as a defender but he had 10 kicks uh, 4 handballs 5 tackles and a goal um, hopefully he slots back in defence with uh, Cade Simpson now retired so Look, he just has to uh, retain defender status, which I think he should next year if I'm remembering his heat map correctly. So I like the look of him, just needs to start producing a bit more. But the 68 points on the weekend was a good showing. All right, let's move on to Hawthorne versus Gold Coast. Yeah, Hawthorne versus Gold Coast. Uh, Dylan Moore had 96 points, uh, 25 touches at 88% disposable efficiency and kicked the snag. Look, he's played three games this season, and uh, so he had 25 touches in the game on the weekend, and he's had 15 touches in the other two. So um, been very, very hot or cold. I think he's one that doesn't have a contract next year at Hawthorne too, So that might have been the game that got him over the line, but we do know uh, you know uh, list sizes are getting cut uh, by about four or six next year. So. obviously not a keeper but one to monitor because um you know a 96 point game uh, despite the fact that it was kind of a dead rubber against Gold Coast just does show that he's got some fantasy um chops absolutely now James Cousins 91 points he keeps getting piggier by the week uh he had 24 touches at 83 percent um I'm just getting a bit more confident about him next year uh expecting a big thing so I think there's gonna be a few exodus of Hawks I know they're kind of rejuvenating that list. Yeah. So, I think he's one that uh, kind of comes into keeper calculations. I think he's probably in that, that you know, 15th or 16th for us. You know, if you're keeping 12, no, but if you're keeping around that 15 to 20, I think you can make a case of him next year with um a bit more opportunity in the midfield at Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, Damon Greaves is the other one. So, he's averaging 70 in his three games this season, had 75 points on the weekend. Uh, very, very, mu- very much an outside player. But it's definitely shown his worth. Now, long-term, is he in that back line? You know, we've got Will Day, we've got Jack Scrimshaw, mm. we've got a few other people, um, Jarman Impey to come back when he's properly fit. Look, for me, I think there might be a bit of scenes of Harry Morrison three years ago. Remember Ooh, when Morrison yeah. kind of had, he went 80-80 in the last two games and he was a basically a must-pick in draft leagues? And you went all in. And like I went him. all in and guess what happened? He <laughs> was a bust. So, look, be wary about this kind of stuff, I think. I've learnt my lesson there. So, with some recency bias, you know, Hawthorne have been out of the finals running for a long time. They've been trying some things. Um, Yes, I think Grease probably gets a new contract and and sticks around, but is he going to be that... Quality defender long term, I'm not sure. With some of the defender numbers you named, I do think he, you could see someone like Scrimshaw and Day push up to wings because they have shown played you know minutes on the wing this year. So I think there could be a spot for him. A case could be made, especially with um I know you said uh, MP coming back. Who was the other defender you said? I can't remember. But anyway, um I still think there is a spot for him in the side. And he's and he's scoring so well, and a lot of fantasy owners this year are pretty glad they picked him up. I think because mm. he produced some good scores in the back end of the season. Well, he's not going to be on anyone's list, so he's not really going to be. In that keeper, true. He's going to be in the unless fall. he unless you pulled him off the waiver wire. But yeah. I still don't think you, you can make a case for him to be a keeper. Where you draft him next year is going to be the, the million dollar question. I think. Uh, Hugh Greenwood had seventy two. Hold points. up, hold up, K. Yes. You're talking about someone here is two G four P. Yes, I just yes. want to do this. <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the new graphic. Look, uh, just it's just more about you know we're we're looking ahead twenty twenty one. You know as the as the um the premiership coach on this um, table. I can talk about what I want, I think, this week. So, mate, you've only you've won one in the Kukes Cup. I've won one in the big league. Doesn't matter, mate. <laughs> I'm still a premiership coach. Uh, look, he averaged 77 this year, uh, averaging seven tackles a game now. Someone like Greenwood, who loses forward status, I think even on Twitter, on his um, he actually posted he's going to lose forward status. He's going to yeah. be a, a mid-only. But, when least, but to the, the good thing is you know he thinks about fantasy. It's great. yeah. But <laughs> is someone like Hugh Greenwood a keeper as a mid-only, half <laughs> Yeah, you'd have, your team would have to be pretty damn good, I think, to not keep him. But he slides down your keeper rankings to like, in our league, where we keep 16, he slides down to your 15th, your 16th, maybe 14th type yeah. guy, I think. I think someone like him, Green was probably pretty neat because his tackle numbers are so high. If he wasn't getting those big tackle numbers, oh, he's he's a riskier keep. But I think just, he was annoying this year, though, because when he started to play well, he stopped getting tackles because he was trying to actually get the pill. Mm. And then he's just got to know his place and just fucking tackle. Maybe you should tweet him and just say, maybe should, don't gonna, get the fucking know pill your Q, role. just tackle, get a... <laughs> Those four points exactly. Um, onto the Sydney and Geelong game. Sorry, just the uh kombucha is working its wonders. In <laughs> it, does body. Make you, it does make you burp a lot, uh, yeah, but it's obviously good for your body, exactly. It's healing my bad, bad um, weekend on the beers. But look, Tom Papley had 79 points, uh, 17 touches and kicked two goals, five. So he could have been a fantasy Norm Smith medalist if he decided to kick straight. But look, he averaged 58 this season, which is a a 70 BCV. Now, someone like him, is he a keeper? Because he is hot and cold. He is a genuine yo-yo. Look, there might have been a bit more excitement if he was going to leave Sydney, but it sounds like he's staying there. And I just think he's a permanent forward there. He's not going to bust his way into that midfield. So what do you do if you? A Papley owner, is he is he capable? Because I don't think I could make a case for him. No, uh, if he, yeah, I, the only the only thing that's kinda of saves him is his permanent forward status. Yeah. Like he's gonna keep it each year. You could do a lot worse in your last forward spot than Tom Papley. So again it it depends on your list sizes and stuff like that, but I think you keep him but you just don't expect him to be a superstar just a serviceable type player serviceable F4 that you're yeah. taking with kind of no risk it, as a keeper pretty much yeah uh, Justin McInerney 74 points from him he had 17 touches 2 goals and went at 88% disposal efficiency he was a real menace on the wing there um, we, he started the season off hot it was a bit of an F4 fantasy classic uh, must have but then uh, disappeared for a bit 20 years old I think he's one to monitor for me um, Sydney have a pretty strong young group of mids coming through and where he sits when they're full strength, I'm not too sure. But look, he has shown that he's got some fantasy potential, um, potentially some trade rumors about him too. So one to monitor for me because he he does have some ability there. Now, Deal Stevens, 73 points from him. Now, I reckon he could be the low-flying person from the 2019 draft crop because everyone's talking about your Sarongs, your Andersons, what Matty Rowe's going to do coming back next year but this guy's been really good. He's averaged 57 from eight games which is you know just under 70 BCV. And there was like a stinker in there as well that really brought him down so then it's not really reflective of his scoring as well. Yeah look 19 touches and three tackles on the weekend. He is a better prospect at Sydney than Oli Florent. Um, No one's talking about him. I reckon if you are switched on you could get him for not much heading into next season. Uh, and get him now before kind of the break happens. Well, yep. um, you know, because I think a big preseason under his belt, he could be um, one of those must-haves next year in the media. Yeah, as an owner as well. Uh, I don't know. Actually, we going to keep, keep him. We got some feedback. Yeah, I think I am actually going to keep him now. So in one of my last keeper spots. But that's how good. That's how highly I rate him. Yeah. Um, and next, Hef, I've got some quick fire questions for you. I thought I'd just mix it up here. Yep. Because Geelong are just to uh, have a plethora of okay fantasy players. Absolutely. So, if you are owning these players, would you keep them? Just off the top of your head, Guthrie, yep. I'll give you two bits of information. Yep. Cam Guthrie, he averaged 85, he's 28 years old. He was actually the leading Cats fantasy scorer this year. Um, well, he is 2G4P, I think, because of his average this year. Yes. But uh, look, I think you keep him, but you keep him expecting him to perhaps um, lessen his average next year. But you've got to keep him on the back of this season, I think. He was scoring too well. Agreed. Yeah. Joe Soward, he averaged 62 and he's 32. He's a delist from one. Mm. Yeah, it's just as an old midfielder now, he's not going to make it through a full season. You're better off picking up someone younger and taking a punt on someone, I think. Zach Tui averaged 66 and he's 30. Delist. Jack Steven, averaged 69 and he's 30. Uh, if he keeps four status, he's a late late keeper. So yeah, late it's a keeper. BCV eighty-ish as a thirty-year-old. Yeah, like Oh, not even a late. He's a keeper. But if he keeps four status, yeah. Brian you- Myers average sixty-three. He's twenty keep. Gary Ablett, average 61. He's 36. Oh, if list. he goes again. He won't go again, surely. He's it'd be a, a nice little pick up, you know. Oh, yeah. Like you, yeah. if you're gunning for a flag next yeah. year. If, yeah, definitely. If that's if he does go again, you don't keep him. You just try to get him again in the draft next year. And if he goes, then you don't really stress because he's gone. And yeah. lastly, Luke Dalhass, average 53. He's 28. Oh, the list and pick him up mid to early in the draft. I, I think he'd be around two, three kind of selection. Yeah, solution. yeah. I think if you if you were kind of short on numbers and you wanted yeah. to keep a few young kids, he's one you could get rid of and uh, get back pretty cheap. I reckon yep. in the redraft. Uh, on to the Fremantle Western Bulldogs game, Caleb Sarong. Look, I know we t two G for Pete him. Yes, that. Right. But <laughs> I just got to tip the cap, man. It's a hundred and one. He scored a coronavirus ton in his first year. That is a genuine fuck wow. So yeah, um, a fuck wow. Yeah, wow. That's golf, a new type of wow. Golf club for Caleb. Um, Jesse Hogan, seventy-one points from him. He's averaging forty-nine this year. Look, he's twenty-five years old. Almost feels like he's you know should be late twenties, but he's still super young. Plenty of life left him in you know in a body sense of it. But like, where is he at football wise? Because in a in two thousand eighteen, sorry, he averaged eighty-nine. And then 2019 last year, it went down to a 66 average. Now, he's basically at rock bottom. He's probably not a hold. Is, there, is Could you make a case for him to one keep? Or is he someone that you kind of look at next year if you are that way inclined? Uh, not to keep. He did show some glimpses of returning to previous form but didn't actually get close enough to it I don't think so uh, late in a draft if you just uh, like you know if you're pushing for a flag and you just want to have good depth and make sure everyone's playing each week and you, oh, even he can't guarantee that late pickup late pickup nah, that's it. Uh, Sean Darcy he had 70 points now he averaged 52 this year which is very very average even with the BCV numbers it's his worst year so he's gone down um, from 68 average last year he had 28 hitouts on the weekend against Tim English but uh, Tim English was almost best on ground behind uh, Lucky Hunter. Now, where's he at in terms of ruckman? You know, like he's one that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Is the yeah. next big thing. He's 22, but you need more than a than a like a 64 average from your number one ruckman. And the thing I worry about him with him as well is um, Lobby is quite a good ruckman mm. as well. And all it takes is there is a key forward that they're targeting in this. Uh, trade period I can't remember who it was oh no I can't remember who it was but uh, there's someone, there is someone that they're actually targeting so that could actually push um, Lobby into the ruck did I say Lobby Lob Yes, into the ruck not Port bias. export Adelaide ruckman Matthew Lobby uh, push Lobby uh, into the ruck and could even see Darcy out the side but no I don't think that actually will happen though I think he's good enough to retain his spot he's showing signs like if you if you've got him now he's your sole ruckman and you've got someone like Lob as your handcuff anyway so, so if you keeping the faith yeah, you keep the faith in him. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Giray had 74. Now, I told you last week he was a, a real pickup of the week. Absolutely. He was in the Wave of Wire podcast. Yeah. So I hope you'll listen now. I think he's still 50% owned. So I yeah. not that it matters unless you still can pick up people off the, the waiver of Wire. But what I found interesting is he's actually cut into Bailey Williams scoring bumps. So. Um, so, last two games, Bailey Williams went 42 and 62 and DeRay went 73 and 74. Yeah. Now, very worrying signs if you do have Bailey Williams because you think that DeRay is going to play, you know, majority of 2021. Yep. Does his role change up a bit? DeRay is 29. So, look, it's not, you know, there's still only a few less, few years left in his career. But he's a proven point scorer. Um, and I think someone you can get cheap for DeRay. But at the same time, I'm a bit worried about Williams with that glut of uh, halfback flankers at yeah. Western Bulldogs well speaking of another halfback flanker type as well okay so who else you got on your list so I we'll got, talk about round that up at the end yeah I got James Joe, sorry, Jason, Joe Hannison. We're having a good night, aren't we? Yeah, we End of season. I feel like Brian Taylor. Um, <laughs> look, he had 39 points on the weekend. He only averaged 62 this year. He's 27 years old. Are we worried about JJ? He was, you know, a couple of years ago was one of the must-have defenders. Uh, just doesn't seem to be in that same form. Um, for me, Hef, I reckon he's a real trade, someone you want to trade out. I reckon there's still a bit of value around him. I think there's enough good defenders that, are a bit unknown still that you yeah. can pick up in a in a redraft, and I reckon JJ has some trade currency, and I'd get rid of him if you can. I just think dogs in general, like it's so hard to predict where they're gonna be playing, who's coming into the side, who's going out of that side. Mm-hmm. Like, look at someone like Paddy Lipinski like how mm. fucked over was he this year? Yeah. So yeah, and especially now there's a bit of a glut of halfback playing because as well Caleb Daniel's just gonna mop up more points as yeah. well back there too. And they've got you know they've got Hayden Crozier back there. Yeah. They've got so many guys that run through that halfback line, and I think unless you're some Pelly or McRae, yeah. like even Dunkley's numbers aren't even guaranteed. Nah. I think if you can go sideways for someone like, uh, sorry, JJ, Jason Johannesson, if you get a sideways trade to like what people thought he would have averaged this year, if you can kind of catch someone off guard mm-hmm. and just try to get a like for liking, it's going to get you, you know, a BCV 70 average. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably what he's worth. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Try to do that in the trade period if you can suck someone into it, but I reckon he's in danger. Yeah, right. I have bring us home with the Pies versus the Power. So the game that secured Port Adelaide the McClelland Trophy, the most uh, prestigious trophy in the AFL. I would uh, I would assume uh, more not as prestigious as the uh, podcasters. Oh, that's, uh, oh yeah. Do we even have a trophy for that? I don't know, but I yeah. might. We'll make one out of a kombucha. Can, yeah, actually uh, we'll, a kombucha we'll bottle. We'll put yeah. on a little plaque or yeah, something. like Yeah, hell that. yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, that means we have to ship it around to all the other podcasts when they win it as well. No, Remedy will pay for that. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, but yeah, the game that's secured the McClellan for the Port Adelaide Football Club, uh, best team in the competition this year, all hail Ken Hinckley. Uh, we'll talk about some Collingwood players first though. Um, Isaac Quainer, he had uh, 60 points. And he looks super comfortable across halfback Ks. Like oh, I thought he'd be pretty shaky, like going on his games mm-hmm. last year and the way he came in this year. I thought he'd be super shaky, but... Yeah, he looks really comfortable across there. The only thing is, like, I thought he'd be a super coach type because mm-hmm. in his junior numbers, they were definitely quality over quantity, but I'm starting to change my mind. I reckon he's one to go for early, early-ish, yeah. you know, in drafts. Not, you know, first round, but fourth, fifth, sixth, around there. Yeah. If he's in Collingwood's best 22, I reckon he is a, uh, a chance to be something, um, you know, of a fantasy player. For me, like, he's a guy that if you got rid of someone like Johannesson, you could get – Quainer in a draft and actually bump, you know, bring in a forward for JJ or, you know, increase your draft rank or something like that. I think that he's one that's still potentially not as uh, hyped up as he should be. Not a bad idea. Uh, Xavier Dersma, he had 70 points. He started like a house on fire. Um, He plays an outside wing role, so I don't know if he's got the potential or the capacity to go bigger in fantasy. But he's going to be handy, especially when he pops up with a goal here and there. Um, be a half-decent midfielder. You know, one of your last-kept midfielder spots. I I feel like I've said this a hundred times, but it was a good game by Dersma. Hopefully, he can just kind of go one extra level next season um, in in his third year, in his breakout year case, and hopefully just resemble something of a decent fantasy player. He's on the right track. It's just I don't know where the extras are going to come from in his game. Uh, Brad Ebbett's one I want to talk about. So, he's kind of B2P, but only because... Well, he averaged 68 points this season. So that's um, – sorry, averaged 68 points, yeah. So he had 68 points on the weekend as well. And he should keep his forward status. But the thing is, he might retire. Like if Port go all the way, which I'm being very optimistic if they do, he could ha- he could well and truly hang out the boots. He's also just one concussion away from mm-hmm. um, ending his career as well. So if you own Brad Ebert, you've got some thinking to do because especially if he does end up hanging up the boots at the end of the season – you're not going to be able to get rid of him in a trade period. If your trade period, if your trade, um, you know, uh, trade deadline is still open or whatever, mm-hmm. try to get rid of him now. Definitely, because <laughs> um, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen after this season. So I just thought I'd bring that one up. If he keeps four status, he'll probably play sporadically next season, kind of like your Westhoff does, uh, did this year. But I don't think he's guaranteed best twenty two anymore. So I'm a bit worried about Brad Ebert and Owner should be too, I think. I think he's probably best twenty two. It's just his body's never right. Or you know, his, his, head, his, his head head's right. not right. Yeah. So there's a lot of risk if you can yeah, probably offload him. You know, hope the fact that someone just thinks he's still gonna go around next year. Yeah. I reckon if the port if ports, sorry, do win a win a flag, he will retire. Will Justin Westhoff get back in the port side? I don't think he does, unfortunately. So isn't sad. Todd Marshall really stinking it up? Yeah, but I still think oh perhaps yeah, I still think Marshall offers more. Like it's still just I don't know more than the best ever swingman of the whole club. You guys don't you? No respect at Port Adelaide. Oh man, I love West Off as much as the next guy, but uh, yeah. no. Re- I thought this club was built on respect and tradition and you know, all that. And you just <laughs> yeah. Cutting in I don't nobody. know. Nobody. I don't know. You got you gotta develop the kids. You know. No, you're trying to win a flag. It's not <sighs> developing the kids at the same time. You've you want got it. four weeks to. If win they a flag. offer the exact same, then you play the kids. Surely that's why would mean. you? Nah all right you're anyway. a bit of bias I think here yeah. um, but anyway we'll just talk about some membership stuff before we sign off uh, for the uh, end of the year so um, I just want to make an apology to one of the uh, 2020 gold members and that's uh, Tom Krzyczyk uh, I hope I've said your name correctly um, why couldn't your name just be Smith or something like that but anyway uh, Tom Krzyczyk I forgot to uh, read you out earlier in the year so our uh, bad for that thanks for letting us know that we forgot and uh, if anyone else uh, we forgot about it, let us know also and we'll try to make it up somehow over next year um, we've had some renewals for 2021 so we've had actually Five people sign up for gold memberships, and actually, I think really? there is another one on top of that. Um, and that is James Brennan, Gage Smith, Russell Beasley, Nick Pedden, Henry McIntosh, and I think Harley Philp was the other guy. Um, and I just forgot to write it on the uh show doc, so thanks to those guys for uh signing up again. Um, so basically. Oc- uh, memberships are going to finish on October the 31st so you've got just over a month to uh, still um, have access to all our resources but um, we'll be adding a lot of new stuff over the preseason, so or anything we can COVID's going to make it tricky but hopefully we get returned to normal for next season and have uh, all the you know state league numbers and the rookie fantasy numbers and all that sort of stuff next season as well so um, if you want to keep going with that uh, you're already a member you want to keep going uh, just log in and head to your account section uh, hit the subscriptions uh, button and then click renew um, from your account uh, page but if you haven't uh, signed up before and you're keen to jump on this year so 2021 options are now available so if you buy membership now you'll be in until october 2021 october 31 2021 so uh yeah if you're keen to jump on now and support the pod because we've got some cool things that we're going to Plan over the off season um, and up upgrade our studio a little bit and things like that so it should be pretty pretty fancy for next studio season. like they'll be Adelaide over behind us not yeah, just exactly. a row of shirts yeah exactly mm. could be anything behind us actually I, I could actually make that uh, Adelaide over with the green screen now but yeah, <laughs> anyway let's do that yeah. uh, anyway so um, yeah also yeah if your t-shirts while we're on those as well um, some merch available if you're keen for a t-shirt might look at some different merchandising options as well over the off season as well I'm, I'm feeling stubby holders guys stubby holders yeah, yeah. not bad yeah. people who have had a for some long sleeve shirts oh I they'll reckon, be coming I reckon a jumper yeah. or, or something like that would we be just cute. need to sell enough of these <laughs> to, yeah. to buy some long remember, sleeves just remember yeah. remember us come Christmas time yeah, you yeah know. exactly who, who, who of your mates wants a uh, Keith League uh, shirt we will I probably tweet it out Around that time as yes. well. Yes. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, and if you if you actually bought one, you've received one. Uh, take a selfie of yourself as well and tweet it mm. through. We'll retweet it. because good Hell to yeah. see uh, some life models out there. But anyway, uh, before we sign off, case because we're almost done and we didn't get any listener questions through the week, I don't think. Yeah, we did. Um, did we? All right. We'll yeah. read them out. So uh, I'll read them out. Sorry, but anyway, we had a podcast review. So, case, do you want to read this one out? <coughs> sure thing. Uh, brilliant stuff. It's titled. I like the start of this. Uh, hey fellas, thanks so much for all of your hard work through 2020. I thoroughly enjoy listening to the pod. Not. Only only for terrific content but also the lols some really funny stuff on occasion so he must have just got those listened to the right moments yeah we are not funny (laughs) funny. Uh, I'm a proud gold member and I'm paid up again for 2021 legend Uh, I've even pre-ordered a tea this guy is a fucking legend Um, I sound like a nuffy but the truth is I just want to support your work and hope that may continue all the best Steve thanks so much Steve that's his um, that's really really nice that that must be Steve Greenwood Uh, he was was read out last week so So thanks Steve for getting on the iTunes and uh, doing that for us uh, helps us climb the uh, climb the ranks there right okay. okay so there are some listener questions yes i'm um, going to read them to no, you you can got, answer them i've got a little stinger here so okay Um, So there's a few bits and pieces We'll read it out Because people are pretty proud Of their efforts on the weekend Uh, From Stuart Ward Why did Dave Simpson Get nowhere near a flag Despite his gold (laughs) membership Good question. We can only supply all the right answers. It's yeah. up to the, we the coaches can't, we can't to actually the them. do the drafts for you. Yeah. You know, if we could, maybe that's a service we could offer as a gold membership. Actually. We can draft on their behalf. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. well, if you've had any beers; it's not uh, advisable at all. My but, draft uh, is sick this year. Thank you very much. No, yeah, well, I'm always thinking about last year. But uh, look, um, his question is: How much will Caleb Sarong cost him in a trade, considering he's a premiership player now and all? And he's just won the Rising Star award. Uh, And he's he's just had 100 on the weekend. Yeah, he's going to cost you a lot, I would imagine. Um, The only kind of type, if maybe, I would even probably, would you give a row for him now? Nah I don't think yeah, so It's like too sideways hey? You have to give up a, um, a primo I think to get him yeah. The only way you get him Is if he starts Second year Blues At the start of the season And people lose faith Yeah, And then you've got to Jump on board But uh, that's the only way You're getting him great. Uh, Paul Mewen asked Why i I lose my final Sorry Paul uh, fuck, It sucks Heff knows all about Losing finals listen to enough Of our <laughs> advice That's the issue But uh, seriously guys Thanks for all your Insights and efforts His question is Josh Dunkley Keep or sell If sell What's his realistic value oh, I think you keep just cause his value is so low. You're not going to get what you deserve to get for Josh Dunkley. So I reckon you keep, hopefully he has a non-injury interrupted uh, season and, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully he bounces back. If you sell, you're not going to get his worth. You're going to get the next tier mid of what he's actually worth. So now nah, I'd be holding on to Dunkley. <laughs> yeah. And we have seen uh, as a former Dunkley owner, um, he can hit those lows depending on what Bever wants to do. And then, you know, flick of a switch, he's back scoring big points. So um, I think you've got to hold and keep the faith because his best is seriously some of the best in the game. Uh, Russ2468. I lost in the GF thanks to a 60 from McRae as his captain. Ouch. And a 31 from Haynes. That really, really sucks. Um, the Paulina dynasty league has been picked dry via waiver pickups. Uh, the best guys left are Cousins, Quaynor, and Caldwell. Who would you drop to free up some list space for the draft? Would you drop Tomlinson, Shaw, Ebert, or Burton? I'd, I'd be happily happy to pick up all three of those, and yep. I'd probably would drop all Tomlinson. four of those. No, nah, I'd probably keep Burton. So yeah, I'd keep Burton just because if he can get the body right, there's definitely fantasy potential there. I think Tomlinson. There is some potential, but it's not consistent enough. Shaw is just o- e- over the hill, and so is Ebert, I think, as well. Ebert will still get you a good fantasy score. I'm just not sure of his um, consistency of playing next year. So I'd be happy to pick up all those and uh, drop the three that I mentioned. Who I kind of sh- uh, what was it? Shaw, Shaw, Thompson Evenson. Yeah, uh, Evenson. <laughs> we lost it tonight. Um, Phil B just wanted to post a picture of Jack still, which is fair enough. He Fucking no, a, you, him you had him in the game that uh, you beat me in, and I had him in my keeper league uh, in the home league team. Yeah. So we both love him. So we do love Jack. Yeah. Uh, and last question for the season dale travers how good is a premiership so well done pugs um t phillips I. smith a brayshaw j harms injured and seeds him an n best uh, sorry not best 22 and he still got the win it was a fair effort gunston bog is jack gunston a keeper is his question is he moving clubs or is he as he signed another contract i've seen three different things today yeah. first he was going to collingwood and now he's yeah. staying at hawthorne so i don't uh, know okay. but uh Look, I think even if Hawthorne are crap again, he's had one of the best seasons yet. You know, their, their size not going to change much. There'll be a few guys in and out, but yeah. I can't see them being ridiculously horrible. I think they're still going to be one of bad but okay. If that one makes of the last keepers, I reckon they're Dale. yeah yeah. he's still young i think he's still under 30 so he's still got plenty of life left in him so for sure um i think he's a capable capable option too all right is that all the the listener questions that is it all right cool sorry they went in the show docs i wasn't sure if there was any all good um all right that wraps up the podcast i guess so i guess a few thank yous um thanks heaps to remedy kombucha first of all for uh supplying us with drinks all year it's been so awesome um I'm so glad we got that. Case you actually made half quit beers. That's yeah, how good I haven't drank beer in so long. Oh, that's a lie. I've had a couple beers here and there, but haven't really, uh haven't drank a lot of the beer. biggest the- beer nothing in the world is now a kombucha convert. You just don't need beer when you've got remedy. That's the, uh, I've sold out. <laughs> sold out big time. i will never sell uh, out. And then, uh, yeah, you are. Uh, shocker. Just a few thank yous uh, as well to, uh, to Dos and, uh, Louis, so DOS from L X draft doctors Louis from lane kicking and also zanks from uh, afl stats mate just for really filling in during the fixed year cram when we couldn't actually watch all the games and report on them properly uh they really stepped up to help us out so thanks heaps to those guys on that we've had plenty of good feedback yeah. in our listener survey so i think want there's some links on twitter and facebook and stuff so you can win yourself some kombucha or some shirts and stuff like that yep um let us know what you did love about the podcast this year or what you want to see Different. Uh, the feedback's been awesome. There's been some really nice things said too, so yeah. um, appreciate that. But uh, we also love to improve. So yeah. any any things that you've got to that you want to see a bit more of, let us know. We uh, we're very very keen to keep it going and getting stronger. Just head to the uh, website. I think it's one of the top posts on the on the page. So you'll find the uh, survey there. And if you do it and you do it well, and we like what you say, we might give you a t shirt or some remedy or a gold membership. So uh, yeah, jump on that. Uh, thanks to uh, Adam uh, for helping us out with the breakout tracker as well well and getting that up and running uh, in the nice javascript uh, graph format as well so thanks heaps to him for helping us out with that it's uh, amazing what you can find out in the twitter sphere and who listens to your podcast and what skills they have so mm. it's a great one to find so thanks Adam for helping us out um, thanks to all the members who signed up I think 244 it was K's this wow, season that's huge. so that is just absolutely mind-blowing for two blokes sitting in my front lounge room uh, rambling away about fantasy football uh, it's so humbling to actually yeah know that there's people out there who listen and want to support what we do and um, yeah, amazing stuff. I'm still blown away by it. So, um, thanks heaps to all the members. And we've imp- like we've just made, made, been able to implement so much stuff. We've got cameras everywhere now. We're streaming live. Um, we've got awesome gear. Everything sounds schmick as. So um, that's all on the members. Everything we make goes back in. We're actually I'm actually in the hole. I've started pumping my own money into the pond now. So <laughs> much we've uh, spent on new gear. Yeah, you'll and, be like a professional podcast dude one yeah, time soon. T-shirts as well. They funded a lot of those as well. So, <laughs> so that's kind of good too. Um, yeah. So. All that sort of stuff. So thanks to the members for that. Um, And, yeah, that basically uh, wraps it up. So, uh, yeah, social links are in the descriptions uh, below. Um, Make sure you're following us. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk – oh, we will be back in the off-season with uh, just a few random pods here and there and a few uh, mini-episodes for members too um, as well. So just stay tuned for those, and there will be a public pod as soon as the position changes come out and things like that. So, um, yeah, I reckon – that's about it, Case. So. Sounds good, mate. Thanks for a crazy twenty twenty case. Um it's been, <laughs> it's been different. It's been very different. It's been real. Um, and I'm glad it's. Oh, I'm kind of sad that it's over, but um, I'm looking forward to a break. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to like Thursday night team release and not rolling lockouts. Oh, that's Actually, right, that, that would back. be nice. <laughs> I need not. that back. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we better wrap this up because we are just rambling now, and I'm sure everyone else wants the season to be over <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast to be over for the season. So, uh, thank you, and we'll talk to you real soon. So, thank you. See you later. Thanks, guys.